Do full moons cause earthquakes? That and other stories on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The fracking process has stimulated a lot of controversy, but there's something else it's stimulating, a new kind of bacteria. Say hello to Fracobacter. That's the name of a new creature a team at the Ohio State University discovered living in shale wells in Ohio and Pennsylvania. The team found the bacteria by studying flowback water, the water that comes up with the oil or gas from the well. Before fracking, drillers store water in ponds or tanks that is then injected into the well with sand and chemicals. The scientists identified 30 types of bacteria in water before it was injected, but not the new fracobacter, which was only seen coming up from far below. What's even more remarkable than finding the new bug is that bacteria are thriving and blooming a mile and a half below the surface in severe conditions that would seem extremely inhospitable. In an interview with H2O Radio, Mike Wilkins, one of the Ohio State researchers, said that these tiny organisms are extremely resilient and persistent. They can thrive deep underground where temperatures are about 60 degrees Celsius, the pressure is 8,000 pounds per square inch, and the water is very salty. One of the questions not answered by the study is what happens when all that water is reused after it comes to the surface. Wilkins noted that there's been a lot of effort put into water reuse. For example, using flowback water from one site to drill at another. And if you take water from one location and you put it down another well, you're basically seeding the new location with the microorganisms. The scientist noted that there are two downsides for the industry to the generation of all these microbes. First, these little bugs can clog up the fissures created by the fracking, impeding the flow of gas or oil. But maybe more importantly, the bacteria can lead to the corrosion of pipes and sealants and other infrastructure, which could possibly lead to leaks or spills. A leak was discovered last week in a section of a gasoline pipeline running through Alabama. As much as 335,000 gallons may have spilled. The leak was first detected on September 9th, but no one knows when it began. The gasoline flowed into a retaining pond of a mining company and may not reach the Kaaba River system, home to endangered species. While there was concern for the environmental impacts of the spill, much focus was placed on how it could lead to increased prices at pumps. Some stations in the southeast were out of fuel, and prices have risen in various Atlanta locations. The gas line, owned and operated by Colonial Pipeline, runs all the way from Houston to New York, with many spur lines off the trunk. David Butler, the leader of the Kaaba Riverkeeper Conservation Organization, said that the company has been aggressive in responding to the spill and that it does not appear the gasoline will migrate to the river. A 45-foot-wide sinkhole in a little town east of Tampa, Florida, has allowed hundreds of thousands of gallons of contaminated water from a fertilizer plant to flow into a massive aquifer. 215 million gallons of polluted water may have gone down the sinkhole in late August. A local television station is reporting that none of the government agencies that were informed of the leak, including the EPA and state and county officials, bothered to notify the public about it and sat on the information 
information for 19 days. The contaminants contain phosphogypsum, which is a waste product for making fertilizer. It's slightly radioactive and is a hazardous material. The Floridan Aquifer is the largest in the southeast U.S. and supplies drinking water to many people in the state. The company that owns the facility, Mosaic, said it's taking steps to repair the sinkhole and is offering free water testing for anyone who's concerned. Ocean tides are caused primarily by a gravitational tug of war between the moon and sun on Earth. During full or new moons, when the Earth, sun, and moon are more or less aligned, tides can be slightly greater. And this, according to a new study, could make conditions ripe to turn a small earthquake into a killer. In a review of the world's largest tremblers, scientists from the University of Tokyo found that the powerful quakes tended to happen during full and new moons when the difference between high and low tide is the largest. Gravity is not just pulling on the oceans, but also the Earth's crust, and that added stress could push a fault that's already strained to a breaking point. The researchers found that nine of the 12 largest earthquakes in the past 20 years happened around a new or full moon, the most recent being in Chile in 2010. However, the tides didn't seem to affect smaller quakes, so the scientists add that more research is needed. Given prediction is still not possible, most scientists agree that the best thing to know about earthquakes is how to live with them by being prepared and building earthquake-safe structures. And finally this week, on a recent Thursday morning, sprinklers were going great guns outside a building of the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. Only problem, the grass they were watering was fake. An investigation by CBS Los Angeles found that not only were sprinklers drenching artificial lawns outside the department's buildings, but excess water was running down the sidewalk in violation of city code. The water department boasts a sign outside their building that says, we stopped watering the grass to do our part to save water. Horse feathers say nearby homeowners who have let their lawns turn brown and have been hit with penalties for heavy water use. So what gives? The director of water operations told KCBS that the department waters artificial turf to clean it and make it smell better because, you know, dogs doing their business. If that's the case, maybe the department should update their sign to say, we sprinkle when they tinkle. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Learn more about new water science, research, and treatment November 13 through 17 in Indianapolis. Information can be found at awwa.org forward slash WQTC16. 